to the Wild Feather Podcast. I'm Brooke Dunwell, serial entrepreneur, sponge for life, and lover of people. Join me as we uncover the stories of courageous female entrepreneurs, founders, and investors pushing beyond limitless boundaries. Let's explore their creative journeys and pursuits to greatness. Today, we have Donna from Gardenuity. She is the co-founder and CEO of Gardenuity, which is a company that delivers personalized container gardens and gardening experiences to consumers wherever they are, whether they're in the city, in the country, in the burbs, it doesn't matter. She spent 20 years in leadership in areas of operations, brand marketing, and product development. Through Gardenuity, she wants to invite everyone to experience the I grew that moment that comes from nurturing something over time whether it be a plant, a child, or one's own well-being. She's bright, she's delightful, and she's a true gem. We're so excited that you took some time out to visit with us. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us about Gardenuity. I love the concept, and I love what you're doing. Um, In fact, I can't wait to buy some presents to send folks that just can't decide which one I want. (laughs) You know what? It's it's really fun to be in an industry that you love. And our, um, although with a lot of uh, businesses, you kind of ebb and flow to figure out where your rhythm is and you test a lot of different things, uh, but our ethos has never changed. We are driven by the idea of making gardening and gardening experiences accessible to everyone. Whether you live in a high rise in downtown New York or have this sprawling yard in Santa Barbara, or you're a marathon runner, or you're in a wheelchair, we want people to experience gardening because the benefits are so great. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that it is applicable to people that live in the city in a high rise and um, anyone for that matter. So when did you start Gardenuity and where did the idea come from? Like, how did you start your founder journey? Oh, gosh. Um, You know what? I can't say that it was one aha moment that I went outside and said, I want to grow my own. Um, But we really thought long and hard um, about what we wanted to build and what impact we wanted to make. And my co-founder and I um, realized that gardening was an intersection of really wellness, um, health for yourself, the environment. So the idea of um, starting Gardenuity really was a way to bring an intersection to um, holistic health and eating well and connecting with nature, doing something good for the environment. And while so many businesses have done an extraordinary job um, connecting to consumers, you know, you think of um, whether it's a nutritional brand or a technology brand um, or a subscription brand, they're connecting with the consumer and they've updated the experience. And I think uh, the gardening industry was lagging behind updating the experience. 85% or more of people who tried growing their own uh, food or herbs at home failed the first or second time. And we wanted to change what that experience was. Yeah. So within the garden kits, well, kind of give us some examples of the garden solutions or kits that you offer. 
Sure, it actually starts with the experience. We built out the experience before we brought together specialists to come up with the exact product. Um, and so we one of the biggest challenges with people failing as they attempt their gardening adventure is they really are planting at the wrong time in the wrong soil. So it becomes a whole matching algorithm. So we have um, a patent pending on our technology called Gardenity Match, which matches plants to people based on predictive time uh, to harvest, predictive weather, and then we match the plants to the attributes they need to thrive, specific nutrients, um, the specific kind of compost, and then we match um, the community to resources to help them enjoy the experience. So, you know, our top selling garden um, actually is still the cocktail garden. Mm -hmm. And that comes depending on where you are, different herbs. And we partner with about 90 different family on farms, which is really a story in itself. And I love telling your story. Um, and in the kit, you get everything you need from the container to customize soil based on the season to all the nutrients for the entire season duration of the plants. You get fully rooted plants and you get um, a membership into GrowPro, which is our um, really our community. So you're getting weather alerts, you're getting notifications and reminders. Um, and it's really become this fine uh, community where people are sharing back with us ideas on how they're enjoying the I grew that moment um, and how they're um, really experiencing the garden. Yeah, that's fantastic. So tell us about the partnering with the herb farms. That's cool. Are they all local? Are they in the U.S.? No, they're across okay. the country, um, okay. literally coast to coast. And so we match, um, for example, the taco garden. The taco toppings garden is our second bestseller. And if you log into the website, let's say in March uh, in Michigan, you're going to get shipped a whole collection of leafy greens um, and cooler early spring herbs. And if you log in, let's say in Arizona at the, at the exact same time, you probably get tomatoes and different herbs. Um, and then you know, in August, it ships with different things. So it matches to what you'll be successful with at the time. We also then match each order to the appropriate farm partner. Ah, okay. Which is so, so fun. I, I love their, you know, people don't get into um, farming plants because they think they're going to be the next millionaire. They get into right. it because they love the land and they love sharing the plant story. And they really like the idea that the plants they're sending are not just going off and maybe will get planted maybe won't you know they go off to a place that they'll be nurtured and they'll thrive and it will create other advocates of oh my gosh this is so cool you need to get into it right that's so cool so along your journey have you had any obstacles that you've had to face every day <laughs> it's funny because I think, you know, you go and you listen. I love podcasts. Um, and most of the podcasts, the guests are telling the story kind of after they've crossed the hump, right? They're mm -hmm. not talking about the, oh, my God, I, I have $6 in the bank and I need to make payroll. Or, mm -hmm. oh, my God. I mean, nobody could have uh, anticipated COVID. Um, but there are bumps and bruises and challenges every day and 
the idea that you surround yourself with people smarter than you is important and it's true you know when i'm struggling i go to doug when uh julie's struggling she may come to me i mean we really work closely together to make it happen you find people who are incredibly talented passionate and um, understand the ethos and you rely on their expertise and you know it's good to have i think it's good when you've got a group of people who have really high levels of respect for each other it's okay to argue you know it's Mm -hmm. okay to say okay you know this is a problem there's three different outcomes and you together figure out what the best course course of action is Mm -hmm. Um, and that also brings a lot of joy to your day working with people you really love and respect um, I think it makes it so much better right right well, you had mentioned that um, building a team, a wonderful team that you love to work with, has been one of the key components of your your adventure. So how do you build a team that you love? You know what, Julie and I have known each other for years and have worked together at various companies for about 15 years. Um, I always say she's way smarter than me. Um, and we kind of know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So we knew we needed to add to um, our our tripod, so to speak. And I had the opportunity of meeting somebody out at an event one night and his name's Doug Platts and we started chatting and I knew right away um, I wanted to get to know him. And so I think for me, the best way to build your core team is one talent at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's, you know, I think if I said, okay, I'm starting a company and I'm gonna start it with, you know, the, these 10 positions are the most important and I'm gonna pick them all, that would not be prudent because you really need other people's uh, opinions and voices. Although, I mean, I knew Julie and I knew our um, investors and advisors so well that when they met Doug, I knew they'd feel the same way that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I would counsel somebody if, you know, don't build a team sitting in your own glass house. You know, listen to other people. Go for people who might be different than you but understand the vision, are not afraid to challenge you. Um, you always hire people who are smarter than you. And with Julie and and she feels the same way I do. And so when we found Doug, it was a pretty, it was a no brainer. Mm. Now, what role does Doug have? He's a COO and he really leads marketing and he leads sales. Um, oh. And he's this, you know, he's incredibly smart and has a very different background. We've since added other key players to the team. And we really look at personality fit. Do they have mm-hmm. the eagerness? Because a startup's hard. Um, you know, until you're in a company that's got a few hundred people and they're an HR team really driving the rules, you're driving the culture. And I think it's really important to find people who understand what a cultural fit is. So, you know, if somebody in an interview says to me, um, so exactly what are the hours? I'm thinking that's a red flag for me because there's no one day that's exactly the same. You know, there's days that we celebrate and we 
you know, say, okay, we're stopping early. We, you know, have everything covered and we're going to breathe. And there's other days that we're here till midnight. Um, and no day is exactly the same. So uh, I, I think that's hard, finding people who believe in the mission and what you're delivering as much as you do. So they'll stay till the job is done. Right. Right. Yeah. I would agree. I love that hire one talent at a time. Love that. Um, so you have an interesting product because you're selling a cross-functional product. You're selling to the consumer and to businesses. So did you set out to do that originally or did that morph over time or how did that come about? You know what? It came over time. Really, when you don't have massive amounts of budget, you think, how can we grow? And Doug really came up with the concept of channel partners and integration. We'd been approached by some pretty big uh, businesses who are in the wellness space. And Doug stepped back and said, okay, how can we reach many and then the experience in the product is good enough that they became individual advocates. So it really is a combination of B2B and then direct to consumer. Uh, and I would say that Doug has been the architect of our channel partner strategy. Um, but it was, you know, we had started doing, um, you know, some events, which I used really as opportunities and focus groups. You know, people would come in and we'd have hundred people together and we'd plant gardens. And if you start to notice the same questions that come up, you know, okay, there's a challenge with the directions. So personal interaction, seeing people play with your product, construct your product, experience the product, um, I think is a, a great way to go. Mm, yeah, I think that's awesome. What would you say your biggest challenge is? Oh, not enough time. <laughs> you know, that, and Julie will say, okay, we have enough to do. No more ideas. Um, and, and that's, it, it, you know, probably true of a lot of entrepreneurs. You have to really focus. And sometimes you get off on tangents and trying to make this one thing perfect. And then you're 100 emails behind over here. Uh -huh. um, so there are, you, you know, challenges every day, but I, you know, I tell people um, self-care is not selfish. So, you know, put some boundaries in place. So if you're, if you do meditation, make sure you find that time to meditate because that will help you um, throughout the day. If you're a runner, make time to run. Um, you know, for me, one of the things I like to share and one of the reasons I think gardening is such a great foundation in the wellness space is they nurture you as you're nurturing it. So I've got, you know, 20 of our gardens out on my patio. I've grown from corn on the cob to cantaloupe to herbs to, to whatever it might be. Um, and every morning I go out and it might only take me 15 minutes, but it's the only time of the day I'm not tethered to a digital device. It's my moments of mindfulness that I get to witness growth which feeds the growth mindset. I get to get excited about seeing things begin to blossom. You get to problem solve if there's some challenges out there um, and you get to nurture it all in a 15 minute span that sets your tone for the entire day. Yeah. So, you know, I think for me, um, 
business and life brings hard challenges. You know, I, from, you know, if you're a dog mom or a, you know, a mom of six or a mom of two or a mom of a special needs kid, which I am, you know, you have to look at problems differently. And I think that that's, um, it's a gift, but it's a gift you have to learn. (laughs) You know, you can't get so caught up uh, in every day, but find those moments that you tend to yourself, right? Right. I think it's extremely important. I do too. Are you a meditator? Do you meditate? Yeah. I meditate and journal, exercise. I don't know. I I do as much as I possibly can <laughs> as I can That's fit right. in. Right. And there's so much, I mean, I, you know, I, I love to learn. I take so many online classes and I love to read and, you know, I, I'm, I think it's figure out what feeds your soul and right. then, and then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think entrepreneurs naturally have a thirst to learn. I don't know. I, I totally agree. Yeah. That Clifton Strengths, you know, the Strength Finder. Uh-huh. I would bet um, uh, if you know a hundred entrepreneurs took it, I would be ninety percent would have in the top six strengths learner. Yeah, because you have to. You're solving a problem. You have to learn the best way to solve it, and if you're not constantly adapting your solution, then you're not listening. Right. Right. Well, and you learn from failures. If you're not a learner, you, you're going to quickly become one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so true. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, that's funny. So how do you build the brand then? I mean, how did you build your brand? You know what? Through storytelling, I think, mm. um, and getting personal, you know, it's, uh, it's, you have to be vulnerable and share your why. Um, that was, you know, didn't always come naturally to me. Um, I would probably say Doug is one of the reasons I'm, um, you know, sharing more with, I mean, from groups of 500 to groups of 25. And, and I think it's okay to get personal. Um, I think it's okay to tell yeah, your story. I think people relate to you more. I think that's right. I, you know, we had a lot of naysayers. When I came up with the name Gardenuity, Julie first didn't like it because she thought it sounded like nudity in the garden. And I was like, well, nudity sells. Hmm. Um, but, you know, it <laughs> meant the whole ingenuity in the gardening. It felt good. Right. And then when I came up with, okay, it's going to be orange, we had some people um, – say that will never work if you're in gardening you need to be green and i'm like well it's working for home depot and it's a happy color so we're going with it so you know and and you just have to you know listen to experts but then make sure that it feels like you i mean now everybody here could take it and run with it because we've got a really nice solid foundation Mm -hmm. that's awesome how did you come up with the feather? How did I come up with the feather? The yeah, yeah. The whole concept. Um. So that's a great question. But um, feathers are one of my 
um, spiritual symbols and um, feathers mean take flight, rise above. And um, there are a lot of meanings behind feathers and different colors mean different things. And so I, um, and then the Bible verse, um, God will cover you with feathers, protect you with feathers. Anyway, so I just, I felt like I had to go with something to do with feathers um, because of the journey that I had been on as a founder. Um, And I felt like I was constantly having to rise above and I honestly had to learn. Um, So yeah, and then I was thinking of adjectives to go with it. Um, And the wild, wild just felt right right? Like we yeah. were thinking sassy. We were, I mean, we had a laundry list of, of adjectives and I don't know the wild feather. Cause I think we're all just, we got a little flair. We got a little spunk to us if we're going to be female founders. Right. So, so okay. Um, that's right. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're oh, all that's really good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I came up with the wild feather. Um, so I have on my notes that you've been featured in Forbes and Goop, or are they, have you been featured in Forbes and Goop and eating well? And that's fantastic. Cheddar, real simple. We have that's awesome. We've been very blessed. We've been very blessed. It's good. And you know, it's just, uh, putting it out there, you know, sharing it. Um, when an introduction comes through, like I think Lana introduced uh, the two of us, you just put it out there, and um, we've got a we've got a unique story, and I think people are embracing the idea of the experience. Although, I share with young entrepreneurs all the time, if you if you look back at your first pitch deck or your first website and you're not embarrassed, you waited too long to push go, because mm-hmm. your whole thing's going to change, right? And you Absolutely. have to just evolve with it so you know some of the media that we've gotten really was almost on a different concept than we have now um you know really three years ago is when the science came together with the technology um we always knew what we wanted to be it just took us a while and a lot of tests to get where we are today (laughs) that's the way it goes though that's the best way to go Uh, That's awesome. So if you were to give advice to other female founders or other founders in general, they don't have to be female. If you were to give advice, what advice would you give them? Listen with the intent of learning. Because, um, you know, especially from whoever your customer is, whether it's a business or whether it's an end consumer, listen to their feedback. Um, you know, don't be defensive about it. Uh, listen with the intent of learning because the more you learn, the better you'll be and the better your product will be. And then finally, a lesson um, that I think I have been privileged to learn from my daughter, who they said would not live past five, who's 23, um, ah. severe special needs, and um, really non ambulatory and non verbal. For a lot of people, I understand some, you know, what she's saying, um, but perseverance that, you know, no is not no, it's no right now. You just have to know that you're doing the right thing um, and make it through ups, downs um, and keep pushing. 
And when you're tired, uh, that's when you go to your team um, and say, okay, I need somebody to lift me up today because I'm tired and remind me why we're here. (laughs) Um, But so, so the two biggest would be perseverance and listen um, with the ear for learning. Yeah. Goodness. That's, um, that speaks millions. How old is your daughter? She's a rock star. I tell people that I am um, the mother of a gold medal Olympian. She Aww. won, um, you know, a few gold medals in the Special Olympics, uh, which what? is thrilling. She was she's um, in a walker, and uh-huh. it was a hundred yard dash. And she is she's got my competitiveness, which I think has kept her alive. Um, and she just won't give up. I mean. She's got a very, very rare disability that is continuing to get worse. There was only 500 people in the country uh, identified with it. And she is surprising everybody, and she smiles every day. So that's if there's ever a life lesson, it's like, okay, if she can do this, I can do this. I have nothing to complain about. And when, you know, when you're having a bad day, um, you know, grab some chocolate and fuck up. It helps. <laughs> so what would you like your legacy to be? That we helped people grow gratitude. I uh, love that. That's, that's would certainly be, and Julie would answer the same thing because, you know, gardens are a way to grow gratitude. Uh, yeah. And one of my favorite customer stories is a customer who said, okay, she was uh, an acquaintance and she said, okay, I kind of been, everybody's doing what, you know, your gardens. Um, I'm going to do radishes. I don't like radishes. And then she wrote back and said, okay, it worked. I harvested a whole bunch of radishes. She goes, I still don't like radishes. I hate them. But now when I'm in Whole Foods, I have this great appreciation for the farmers who make them available 52 weeks a year for those who do love them. And so I think gratitude can manifest itself in a whole bunch of different ways. And I think the world gets better when people have a grateful heart. Yes, I would agree a hundred percent. So how can we help you? What can we do for you? Oh my gosh. I, I, I like, first of all, your story about the feather is awesome. And I can't wait to tell uh, the team here. Um, You know, just to continue to encourage other people at whatever age, you know, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, or older, whatever, never be afraid to step out on a journey that you've been called to do. And I think you guys are doing that by sharing people's stories. Yeah. Well, thanks. Love that. So where can we find you? Where, where should we go to buy some garden kits? Oh, please do. Um, gardenuity.com. Uh, it's easy. And you know what? If you happen to be in Michigan in January, nothing's going to match because our gardens are outdoors. So we have added indoor gardening experiences. They're desktop gardens. So there's a lot of people sending, you know, just plants, but we actually send a desktop garden kit that comes with, you know, small plants, compost everything you need so that you still get to experience the joy of putting it together takes five minutes but you still when you do something yourself 
you take ownership and it nurtures you right back. So we have added desktop gardens for those friends of ours who have certain months of the year that they cannot grow outside. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate that. Now, are you all on social media? We are. We've got, we're on Facebook, Instagram. We do a lot of really fun um, programs on Instagram called Livecast, where it's kind of a visual podcast where we get to interview incredibly smart experts um, and people who are on their own journey of discovery um, and LinkedIn and Twitter, all of the above. Awesome. Well, we will definitely follow you. And for our listeners, I'm certain that they will follow you as well. And I highly encourage everyone to go check out their site. They have some great, great garden kits and some really Um, I think interesting, um, intriguing kits, like how fun is a cocktail kit? You get to grow your garden and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and have a wonderful day. You too, Brooke. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Wild Feather. Be authentic, be limitless, and love yourself. (laughs) 